understanding of what love is and it seems that our only solidarity is that we all have a strong desire for it so for love to be so complex how could anyone explain it in such a simplistic way in this episode i'll tell you about how a close friend's advice on love sent me down a path that caused me to understand what love really is Welcome to Forbidden Fruit Podcast, where each episode will awaken you to the knowledge of a better you through insightful discussions and shared experiences that instantaneously changed our lives. Don't forget to follow or subscribe, leave a review, as well as turn on your notifications so you'll know when new episodes are available. Be sure to listen to the end so you don't miss the bittersweet bite of the apple moment for my realization of the true meaning of love. What is love? Love is such a complex idea. And a couple years ago, I had a real good friend of mine, someone that I look at as a big brother, honestly, give me such a simple explanation of what love is. And at the time, it just seemed kind of, you know, just very, too, it seemed too basic. However, over the next few years, I have yet to find a theory or a perspective on love that really contradicted or poked holes in any way or challenged in any way this theory of what love is. And over the over the time, over the next couple of years after he told me that, I have been convinced that this is what love is. And this is what he told me. He said, Nick, love is accepting a person for who they are unconditionally and a lot of people base their love or their idea of love on their ability to do their ability to understand somebody and that is a condition that is not unconditional love because we all change what so your understanding of a person if they're if they evolve will likely change and therefore your ability or your capacity to love them based on that criteria is not consistent. And so that, for me at the time, it just sounded that's so simple, but honestly, it's for me over the past few years, it has definitely stood the test of time. Especially the idea that you have to understand someone to love them. Because I'll be honest, I don't even understand myself hundred percent like I'm always growing I'm always evolving so to say that you can understand someone else and base your love off of that is just not it doesn't make sense to me anymore I would even go further to say that the idea of loving someone based on what you understand about them is a very selfish proposition because what you're saying is I love you based on what I understand what I understand I know about you that makes me comfortable so it's almost not even about the other person so when someone begins to make you feel uncomfortable in, in who they are then my capacity to love you dwindles 
which even for me sounding out loud, it sounds like a very narcissistic approach to love. Because if you can say one day, I love you, and at any point down the road, you say, I don't love you, in my mind, you never love that person at all. Because if love is unconditional, then there should be nothing that can alter it at all. No term or condition or prerequisite should alter loving somebody if it if true love is unconditional so understanding this it completely throws out the window the concept or the idea of falling in love with somebody because love for me is not a feeling it's not an emotion it's an action love is a decision something that you have to decide to do and then therefore you commit to it for the rest of your life and there's a book that a friend of mine recommended to me called Road Less Traveled by Scott Peck MD Dr. Scott Peck and I didn't read the whole book but there is a section on love that really reinforces this idea that love is a decision it's a commitment actually and it described love as a discipline it said it requires discipline to love somebody and so that makes so much sense because like i have a son and i love him unconditionally that is my son i love him and it's not even questionable but when he was an infant i didn't enjoy getting up at 8 10 12 to four o'clock in the middle of the night to feed him and change diapers like i didn't i didn't feel good about that i didn't want to do that i was exhausted i had to go to work i had to you know take care of him and constantly get up in the middle of the night so that's not something i feel like i i enjoyed and in the book uh it actually says that to reinforce this it says that love actual love is starts when the feeling goes away so when you don't feel like doing something and you do it anyway, that is the actual expression of love. Because again, it's a decision. Because feelings are, are flimsy. Like you can look at somebody some kind, you can look at me some kind of way and I'll be upset. Or, you know, I can misunderstand the situation and be sad about it. So my feelings are up and down. Like they're so unpredictable at times. I never know how to react to something emotionally. So to base your love off of something that is so inconsistent, that throws out the theory of I can fall in love with somebody or, or also fall out of love with somebody. And we've all heard this one. I love you, but I'm not in love with you. I don't think there's a variation. It's either you love somebody or you do not. It's a completely selfless thing. Like me loving someone, I should not be in the equation in any shape, form or fashion in my decision or commitment to love somebody. So now to continue to build on that idea, I will go further to say that I personally don't believe that love and intimacy are married. I actually don't think that they have much to do with each other. I I will say this though, I don't believe that you can be intimate with somebody that you 
don't love but at the same time i don't believe that you have to be intimate with everyone that you do love and when i say intimacy i know the first thing that comes to mind is sex intimacy for me is sharing is vulnerability uh sharing things about you that make up who you are to your core your passions your dreams your insecurities your fears things that concern you things that excite you it doesn't have to be like this physical sexual connection also intimacy for me is just developing that trust with that information so and a perfect example of of the contrast is like i have a five-year-old son but i don't have conversations many conversations with him that require a certain level of intimacy now i'm honest with him about certain things but at, the, at five he just doesn't need to know about certain things but that doesn't necessarily mean i don't love my son also i have a cousin of mine who has a i believe a 10 year old daughter and a 23 year old daughter now she has conversations with a 23 year old daughter that require a certain level of vulnerability where she'll open up and be honest about certain things that she won't talk to about with her 10 year old daughter but that doesn't necessarily mean that she loves her 23 year old daughter more than her 10 year old daughter and we all have friends and family that we love but we don't usually talk to all the time or we don't usually spend a whole lot of time with but whenever they come around or whenever they call it's like it's no question like it's not it's like the time in between contact and the time between you know our interactions didn't never happen so again i don't believe that intimacy and love are something that are, are tied together now i know i'm the oddball when it comes to the idea that love and intimacy aren't really related to each other. However, I do believe that most people can relate to the idea that the idea or the concept of love and intimacy being related together has in a way, in my perspective, radicalized love in a way. Because it seems like from my perspective, when someone tells another person that they love them for the first time, it seems as though the person is being told that reacts in a way that is is as though that they have incurred a debt now this person loves me now i owe them access to my life intimacy intimate details or intimate aspects of me that they may or may not have had before and then their reaction to that is being to being told that they are now loved by this person is based on their comfort level of allowing them access to these intimate levels or intimate things about them which depending on the situation can provoke and in my opinion anxiety but someone loving you should not provoke anxiety and this is a sad thing to me and honestly it kind of comes brings everything in full circle back to the idea of love being unconditional because if you look at it from the aspect of love and intimacy being tied together, then you now have a condition on you accepting or being comfortable with the idea of somebody loving you because now there's intimacy tied to it. So now I owe you something or I've given you certain access to it. So now if those terms and conditions aren't allowed or aren't in place to my whatever your standards are, 
then you're going to reject the idea of somebody saying that they love you if this is your understanding of what love is. And I actually have a story about this, a story about this, uh, an experience that I had. And so to kind of to set the story up. So my definition of love is a disciplined lifetime decision to accept a person for who they are, despite what they may or may not do based on an unwavering conviction that they are a good person. So what that means is for me, if I see if I've spent enough time with you or spend time with you and I've seen qualities and things about you in my mind that convince me that you're a good person, there is nothing that you can do to change my mind about that. Like you are just you are a good person and there's nothing in my mind that can change my opinion about that. And so to go into the story, I was dating this girl. And so we had been dating for about a month. And, and this was kind of one of those kind of not to say love at first sight, but the the pace that we were moving at was pretty was pretty quick. It was not what I would consider to be normal. And so getting to know her with this newfound idea of what love is. I. I got to know her and the the thing that made me the good that I saw in her was so she was in a previous relationship where they had a daughter and she was four and they had they had long broke up and the guy that was she was with was just terrible it was a narcissist and didn't really take care of the daughter and actually the the straw that broke the camel's back that actually made her leave was she came home one day and her daughter was in her high chair and it was evident to her that she had been in this high chair all day like so he pretty much put her in the chair and didn't do anything with her didn't change her diapers probably didn't feed her in the whole night and so you like she was like yo i'm done and so she was she was telling me about this exchange that they had as far as you know bringing you know dropping her daughter off with him to spend you know x amount of days with her so one, the fact that she was even comfortable with that was huge. But then what she told me was when they when they were making the exchange, she grabbed him and she hugged him. And she was like, look, she was like, I, we have a daughter together and I love you. I still care about you and I still love you. And, and we don't need to be mad at each other. We need to make this work out in regards to just us being okay okay with each other to show our daughter a loving relationship although we're not we're not together and that along with other things that I'm not going to go into details about convinced me that she was a good person like how can you look at somebody that was me like was terrible to you uh, not trustworthy at all uh, narcissist behavior neglected his own daughter i mean literally neglected his own daughter i mean like had she have you know taken that aspect to court and brought that in front of a judge like he would not he would not have had custody of his daughter at all but the fact that she was she i don't know if she forgave him or not but the fact that she was able to look past that and for the sake of her daughter's well-being say you know what i love you we need to show our daughter a loving relationship give me a hug like, don't be angry at me and I'm not angry at you regardless of what now she didn't say regardless of what you did. But in spite of what he did do, she still showed him 
like this amount of love and grace and compassion so seeing that in my mind like how can you be a bad person and so you kind of just you know throughout the process of dating or whatever i i just i just told her I was, I, and I, I probably shouldn't have told her not because it wasn't true uh but i i told her i was like look i i love you and me telling you that I love you is not saying that you need to feel the same way about me or say the same thing about saying say the same thing to me or hold me in that same regard. And it's not that you owe me anything or that this relationship has to evolve into whatever. But all it means is that I've seen enough good in you that I am convinced that you're a good person and nothing in this world can change it. And that's that's almost that's pretty much verbatim what I told her. And I, and it kind of went like you thought it would. The look on her face was just like, okay. And then, uh, and then obviously for that reason, uh, the relationship it didn't work. I mean, it was just that was just too much. And so I do regret telling her that, but I don't regret telling her that because it wasn't true. Because it is. And I still, I mean, now I still feel that way about her today because it's like, how can she be a bad person? Like, even if she did like the most, the worst thing in the world, somebody that has the capacity to do that. Like, how can you be a bad person? So I am now convinced that she's a good person. But the moment that I told her, it was like a deal breaker. Now, this is the thing, though. I feel like if you when you could treat a person in a way that is loving like let's just say if your criteria was you know if someone loves me then they'll treat me like a b c and d uh, somebody can treat i feel like you know somebody that you somebody can treat you that way but it seems to me that the moment that someone verbalizes it depending on the situation it can get weird and again i think that comes back into the radicalization of love to where it seems like a debt when someone tells you that because I personally don't believe that love is a, it should be a big deal I, I, con I am convinced that we are wired everyone is wired to do what they believe is to be good now I'm not saying I love everybody I think for me I think you have to genuinely talk to somebody genuinely get to know somebody to come to this conclusion it's just not like this you know, let's run through flowers and just, you know, we love everybody. I think you have to be able to articulate, I love you because this is the good that I see in you. So it's not like this random thing that you can just say you love somebody. But I believe that we are all wired to do what we are convinced to be good. Now, what those now what we see to be good can be warped. It can be manipulated in a way, but I don't think anyone has ever robbed a bank did with the idea yo we're gonna run in this bank we could get shot or we can go to jail for the rest of our life it's a good chance that we probably won't get in this money this is like the worst idea that we have ever had i think that they do it with the idea that they have convinced themselves in a way that this is a good decision whether it be whether they understand it's bad but it seems to be the best decision available at the time the same way let's just say someone that cheats on their spouse they have somehow convinced that going outside of their relationship is somehow a good thing. Like we, let's just say we aren't, 
me and my significant other aren't happy like we aren't you know having sex together we aren't like she or he or she doesn't want to be around me so i can go to this other person that's excited to see me and i can feel happy and joy and at peace for however long i can get away with being away from my significant other like we we do things because we are convinced that they are good and so i feel personally that everyone has the capacity to have good in them because i just feel like that we are created that way we are designed to do what we believe is to be good because to me the alternative to that is to say if that's not true then let's just say whatever someone does just say a, a murderer so to speak someone goes out and murders somebody then to say that that person is a bad person to their core to me says that the the purpose for this person is to do this thing like this the sole purpose of this person's existence is to be a murderer is to be a adulterer is to be you know somebody that just does these terrible things and i just don't believe that anyone is created to do anything just bad with the idea that i i and bad is what i want to do I'm going to do the absolute worst things possible. I just think that they do it because they've convinced themselves somehow that it is a good thing to do. So for me, coming to this realization has been a bit of a, a double edged sword. Almost ironically enough, it's, it's the equivalent for me to of eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Right. So for me, the, the good is my capacity to love has been expanded exponentially understanding this however on the other side is i now have to conceal this expanded capacity to love be out of the fear of if i express this love verbally to somebody that i do now love then i will end up maybe in a way uh, indirectly alienating them and then in turn possibly losing somebody that i love and not only losing somebody that i love but losing them because i love them and so that to me has been it's been a joy to learn and understand this and have this understanding of what love is but it's also been a bit of a heartbreaker as well because there are people that I interact with on a regular, that I text on a regular, that I see on a regular, that I love. I am thoroughly convinced that they're a good person. Like you cannot change my mind, even if they went out and did the most heinous things, that they are not a good person to their core. But I just feel like the minute that I tell them, hey, I love you, it's gonna get weird and then I may not ever see them again. I might be somebody in my life that I'll lose for the rest of my life because of that, because of that reason because of that of the popular understanding of what love is what the general consensus of what love is and i'll i'll close out on this it is another uh popular explanation of what love is that i also think that kind of falls in line with my understanding of what love is uh, so i'll read this to you love is patient love is kind it does not envy it does not boast it is not proud it does not dishonor others it is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrong. 
Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always preserves. Love never fails. So like always, reach out to me on Instagram, underscore forbidden, underscore fruit, underscore podcast. Also, I would suggest that you guys go out and get that book, Road Less Travel, The Road Less Travel by Scott Peck. Uh, I didn't read the entire book, but the section on love is probably one of the best breakdowns of love that I've ever read in my life. And so I think if you read it at a minimum, it'll challenge your under- understanding of what love is. Uh, it definitely calibrated what my perspective of what love is, and I feel like it'll probably do the same for you. I also want to hear your experiences with love, with your perspective and your understanding of what love is. But until then, be tempted. Hey, this is Nick Moore, your host. I understand that time is life, which is why I'm so grateful that you would take the time to listen to Forbidden Fruit Podcast. It's something that I do not take lightly. If you've enjoyed what you've heard so far, please share this with a friend. You can also show your support by downloading, following, or subscribing to the podcast, as well as leaving a review on Apple Podcast. Don't forget to turn on your notifications so you don't miss an episode. Find me on Twitter at podcast underscore fruit. I would love to hear from you. And like always, until then, be tempted.